Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. Going to try to stick to the schedule. I've been doing pretty 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 good as larry david would say at doing so so uh let's see if we can keep with that trend also because uh i don't have a lot of time to dick around so dicking around will not be happening something i like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers this is quite possibly the only warning of spoilers you will receive it is not a hundred percent guarantee of spoilers but it is a warning of them just in case Another thing I like to say at the top of every show, uh, I'm not going to say this time because, uh, you know, whatever. I don't feel like it. Yeah, take that. I'm going to just push this button. So there. Let's get ready to oh, look, things. I screwed that up too. But hey, we're going to roll with the punches. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Sentient Robot Robot Repair. Thank you. <clears throat> movie the first, we've got Aliens. Yes, if you listened last week, you will know that the missus and I watched the movie Alien. So it should come as no surprise that in this week we have the movie Aliens. Uh, I will, just sort of a, a, a little warning. Uh, warning is not the right word. Uh, for future episodes, I'm going to watch one alien movie until there's none left. Uh, the missus has declined to continue on. Uh, she so Sort of surprisingly, she said she liked this movie better than the first. I thought she would like the first more, just because this has more of an action-y as opposed to a horror-y vibe, I would say. If I was going to classify. Uh, I think I like Aliens better uh despite the fact that this came out in 1986 and the other one was 70 whatever just in those intervening years even the 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 pace of movies had increased enough where uh, a movie watcher of today's time won't feel it uh, won't feel the grind as much there's not necessarily anything wrong and sometimes you'll be in the mood for a movie of the past that doesn't necessarily have a, a pace that you're used to, but uh, I think it is noticeable. In a movie like Alien is a, is a good example of where things just kind of... It's a slow build, and nothing wrong with a slow build. It's just something we're not used to, something that uh, doesn't happen as often in movies, so we're not as used to it. Hey, plain and simple. Uh, Rating-wise... Five out of five, this is an incredible movie. If you haven't seen Alien or Aliens, you're doing yourself a disservice and you have to rectify it. Movie the second, Chappie. Oh, Chappie. Yeah, uh, you know what? No plans. 
of having two Sigourney movie, Sigourney movie, Sigourney Weaver movies in a row. I had no idea she was even in this movie. And to be, to be fair, she's not really in it for very long. She's got a sort of a smaller part. <clears throat> Let me read the Imbida. In the near future, crime is patrolled by a mechanized police force. Like Robocop, you might say. Not really. Uh, when one police droid, Chappie, the titular <laughs> Chappie, is stolen and given new programming, he becomes the first robot with the ability to think and feel for himself, a.k.a. he becomes sentient. Uh, yeah, this uh, is not what I was expecting, this movie. Sort of a Johnny Five feel to it, very much. Uh, that's Short Circuit, if you're unfamiliar with that movie. Um, there's moments where you really do feel for this robot, which, uh, I think is a good feat. Uh, this movie did not do well. I think critics didn't care for it. Fans even. Uh, I did though. That's why I'm uh, very not good at this whole reviewing of things, because I like most things. Uh, rating, I'd probably go four to five. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it that much that I would potentially watch it again. Okay, gotta speed up here. I'm trying to fit too much in, as you do. <clears throat> That's what she likes. Huh? At Daddy's Home. Starring uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, that one. That comedy movie. That was funny. You know what? Uh, I have another movie called Sisters that I also watched. I am going to combine these into one review. As they both are similar in that they involve families. In that they are comedies from the year 2015. In that uh, they have SNL characters. Isn't uh, one of those girls from SNL? Y yes. Uh, in, in both that, I'm going to give them both the same rating of uh, three to some four out of five moments. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, I think I may have liked Sisters a little better. But uh, both very good and uh, would recommend them both. If, if you like comedies... Uh, if you like newer comedies, why not check them out both? Well, I don't think I've ever combined two movies into one. Uh, okay, so last but not least, in fact, perhaps most, is a documentary called Meet the Patels. Not M-E-A-T, because that's silly. M-E-E-T. Uh, the titular Patel is a dude who is looking for love. Um, this is a... Let me read the Imda. A Indian-American man who is about to turn 30 gets help from his parents and extended family to start looking for a wife in the traditional Indian way. Uh, something about this movie is that I don't have time to talk about it anymore. But it's good. And I'll go with solid 4 out of 5. Today's television talk sponsor is uh, Dr. House Internal Medicine and Contracting. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
as I do believe, although not 100% previously spoken of on this very podcast, we're going to talk house. Uh, I think how I did this almost by accident is uh, my first talk of the television program house. Uh, I spoke of uh, uh, seasons one to four. So because I have now finished watching it, we're going to talk seasons four to eight. Uh, I don't really remember what I said <clears throat> of this program so far. Uh, so some of the points I wanted to hit for sure were that uh, this was a show that I sort of went into just looking for something I could turn on while doing other things, like watch this while playing video games, or you know you're surfing on the net while you got a show on the go, sort of a turn your brain off type. Eh, you know, let's watch this and see what it is. Show. Uh, by the end of it, I was, well, not even by the end, but getting into it, I was quite shocked by, uh, how much I enjoyed the show as a whole. Uh, if I didn't mention it in my first talk, I will now, uh, I think I could easily give the show a five out of five considering it's eight seasons long. And these seasons, these are not British seasons. These are American, even longer seasons, 22, 24, 26 episodes a season, one hour a piece. Man, uh, the missus and I, she sort of hopped on after uh, seeing me watch it and watching an episode with me. She said, you know, I wouldn't mind getting in on this. So we watched it together and we flew through these. Uh, so it's a very, very good show to watch with a significant other, I would say, for the reason that it's going to hit the buttons, the like buttons of people in very many demographics, I would say. Um, specifically season four and eight, four day, what can I talk about? <clears throat> Just to sort of maybe to give you an idea of things that happened to this individual, Mr. Gregory House. Uh, there is a season in which he is an immense mental institution, and there is a season where he is in prison. So uh, it always had a sort of vibe of Walter White to me, although I guess, was this before Walter White? I think it was. That sort of feel of a man uh, living on the edge, and we're probably, I always had this thought of, we're going to see his sort of slow descent into ex insanity, uh, and we did. <laughs> I am uh, I am pleased to report. Uh, I freaking love that as a character. Soup I don't know if you could find in just characters, in books, in TV, in movies, a more flawed character than Dr. Gregory House. Just an incredible uh, things wrong with this guy. Basically, the one redeeming quality is that because his brain works the way it does, he's able to solve problems, uh, and he uses this ability to save lives. Uh, the, the sort of takeaway, though, is always he would rather solve the problem than save the life. He doesn't really care about the life. There's a... Because you can't have that 100% of the time, there's moments where you see what I guess, suppose could be his humanity. Uh, it, it's few and far between those moments, and it always sort of... I always got the impression that it left it up to us, the viewer, to decide whether this was an actual moment of human feeling or just sort of he was acting or maybe what didn't happen at all. Uh, it's sort of uh, Hugh Laurie in this role, just incredible. Uh, I think after seeing him in this... I don't know what I could see him in now and not think 
uh, of him as Dr. House, which is a shame. Uh, and I do remember him from BBC shows like, uh, I don't think I ever watched a little bit of Fry and Laurie. But he was in uh, uh, Black Adder and, and other uh, comedy things. So uh, I'd, I'd like to see more of him. But uh, is he typecast at this point? I'll tell you what. Audience participation time, if I may. If you watched this, can you picture him in other roles? Oh, I heard, uh, not a rumor, but him playing Doctor Who? That'd be pretty incredible. Da, 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 da. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is the American Magnetic Bullet, easier to remove from bodies. Oh, well, that's that'll come in handy. Okay, so uh, doing something here that I have never done before. Uh, actually, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, uh, because my current book I'm reading, and if you are following along in the podcast, you will know what book that is, is uh, 1,300 plus pages long. I might have a few episodes here where uh, I won't have a book, an actual factual book, to talk about. Because a long book takes longer to read, because that's how time works. So, uh, we'll probably have some Just Tweets days um, this day. Something I've done once or twice in the past, and that is magazine. Because although a magazine is not technically a book, it does have written words in it, so... We're going to fit that in. Uh, I've brought back uh, Wired Magazine. This is the March 2016 episode that has a astronaut on a cover. The Next Giant Leap, it's called. So, uh, sort of two sections or so I thought we could talk about from this. Uh, I actually have the magazine in my hand, even, which I've... Uh, that's the part that I've never done before. Uh, okay, so the first thing I thought we could talk about is uh, Americans and guns, because that is a touchy, touchy subject, to which I will say, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The, the abundance of guns means the abundance of deaths by guns. Period. People who have less guns have less gun death. It, it's It's not a crazy thought. The fact that people think... That that is a crazy thought boggles my mind. It's it, it, it to me it's a, akin to oh I'm getting heated here I'm getting stuttery. Uh, it, it's akin to people who are so uber religious that they've turned portions of their brain off to ignore well portions of their brain that would normally tell them rational things. So please please do something. You've got to do something. It's it's unbelievable the numbers in this Wired magazine to back up the craziness that I am feeling right now. Uh, okay, so let's move on, because uh, that'll probably piss people, gun people off. And I don't want to get shot, because that's the other thing about gun people. They'll fucking shoot you. Fucking crazy. <sighs> let's move on to... Uh, oh, okay, so this is a, a little more cool. Uh, it's almost like Wired decided to give a instruction booklet on ways we, as a human species, could go into space. Wow. What we need to do it, uh, things we need to uh, overcome in order to do it, 
um, just a, an incredible, almost if you're if you're an astronaut, read this how to, and you'll be like, oh, okay, so that's what we need to do. Um, <laughs> a, a how to travel space. Uh, step one: stop it with the guns. Okay, let's let's not let's get off of that. Uh, my favorite part of this was the four types of uh, rockets that we might use. Uh, so what have we got? Nuclear fusion. Uh, how it works. Uh, no, sorry, wrong one. Fuel pellets de detonating hundreds of times a second could, if this 70s era fusion concept ever pans out, propel a craft to Bernard's star 5.9 light years away in a mere 50 years. So that's pretty incredible. Uh, I think, was it this one? There was one here that said, it might have been this one, that you don't really want to experiment with it on Earth because if it explodes, it pretty much blow everything up. It might have been that one. <laughs> I guess the, the more potential for speed, the more dangerous the, uh, the reaction if it goes kablooey. Uh, but still, you gotta break a few eggs to have an omelet and whatnot. Okay, so because I see we're running out of time, uh, the last one, uh, they've got a big article about robots and how we as humans are interacting with them. Uh, in order to do so, you gotta go to Japan is sort of the gist of that. Folks, I hope you like this little wired foray. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we won't. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is the Ouchie Locker Incorporated, which of course is a giant comedic bomb diffuser armada. Huh? Okay, uh, so today for you, I have two, or rather one and a half, or rather almost one, game. What does that mean? Uh, okay, let's start off with Serious Sam 2. Uh, it is a full game. I didn't play the fullness of the game because I sort of lost interest and something else came along. Uh, the other game we'll be talking about is the first little bit of Far Cry Primal. So, uh, that's not really a full game in the sense that I only played the tip, <laughs> just the tip, of Far Cry Primal and I didn't play the full game of Serious Sam. So, although I'm listing two games, it's more like one game. This is math, which I hate, so why am I dwelling on it? Serious Sam. Uh, for some reason, this game, this series, sort of slipped through the cracks for me. Uh, I'm tr what did it come out for? Uh, Windows Xbox. Well, that would probably explain it. And did the first... Uh, did the first Serious Sam game... A lot of S's in this. this, this is, uh, did that also only come out for the X Xbox and uh, for the PC? I think the problem was that at the time, uh, I didn't have my own PC. Uh, and the one that the family had wasn't very good and couldn't play super powerful games. <laughs> which is a funny thing to say of this game. Uh, because it is a little on the dated side. Uh, it was for sale on Steam. It was like a dollar, and I had that sort of feeling of, oh, you know what, I, rem I always remember as a kid wanting to play these games. They look like a lot of fun. And uh, on the one hand, I could see if I had this game way back when, when I was a kid, I would have friggin' loved it. Uh, 
Um, so that kept me playing for probably longer than it would have otherwise. It's almost like a nostalgic nostalgia. Uh, a, a feeling of, man, I wish I had played this back then. Let's play a little more and maybe that feeling will continue or something. I, I don't really know what it was. Uh, basically, you're a guy, sort of a Duke nukem type. I think that's a fair approximation. That was a game I did play. Uh, who's got big guns and goes around killing shit and shit's trying to kill you and, you know, your guns are kind of crazy and crazy... Your The bad guys are kind of crazy looking and everything's sort of crazy. Uh, and it has attempts at humor, but this is sort of classic video game of this era humor, which, like, conquers bad fur day uh, it goes more for the the the, the low brow joke than the actual joke or for the uh, i don't know something about uh, video games and humor they never seem to pull it off uh which is a shame because i love to laugh i love to laugh <laughs> okay so uh rating wise uh Jeez, because I didn't beat it or want to play anymore, even though I hadn't beaten it, I, I suppose I got to go like a two. But there was moments of threes and fours where I sort of smiled at things and killed some cool things and shot some cool guns. So that's a convoluted rating. The convoluted rating style that I have become famous for towards nobody. Uh, Fart Cry Primal. Yes, this game, I have a feeling I'm going to give like a high mark to. Uh, I won't say yet, because I've just played the first little tip of it. Um, something I like to do with video games of this sort of scope is uh, have a weekend where I sort of get everything set up uh, where I like. So I I've sort of tried to... If you haven't played this, some of this might not make sense. Uh, go around and get all the guys that you can get. The more uh, guys you got at your base, the more options you can unlock. So I served on that. Uh, then I've, not 100% yet, but for the most part, gone around to all the bonfires and lit them up. Just to sort of open up the map before I really get in there and start uh, playing the game and exploring and shit. So that's where I is. That's where I is. Today's internet intercore sponsor is a robot farm. Not a farm that uses robot workers, but a farm that grows robots. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so internet intercourse. Item the first, PlayStation 4.5? I've heard of PlayStation 4, but PlayStation 4.5? Yes, uh, a lot of talk, GameSpot, uh, Funhouse, uh, Electric Playground, a lot of... <laughs> sort of realize that a lot of the stuff I watch on YouTube is video game related. Uh, you know, why not? Uh, a lot of them, in fact all of them, speaking of the, I don't even know if it's a possibility, I think it's a certainty at this point, of a PlayStation 4.5. So, if you were unfamiliar with PlayStations, 
We've had PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, we're on PlayStation 4, and now there's a 4.5. So we've never done this sort of 4.5, this this sort of half mark. So it wouldn't be a brand new one. All your, your games would currently work. It would just take what is existing and make it more powerful, which I suppose are sort of parallels to, in the past to things like that. Uh, add-ons to consoles that would uh, improve its capabilities. Uh, Sega CD, what was there? There's there's things Nintendo had too, sort of weird things you could add on. Anyway, so uh, it's not 100% unheard of, but it's pretty unheard of. And this sounds like something that's going to be much more oomph-ear. It's going to boost it up a lot more. Uh, a lot of people are speculating, and this is what makes the most sense to me, is that uh, it's going to help with PlayStation VR specifically, uh, which makes sense because VR takes a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, I've been looking into it recently uh, just in terms of if I could one day afford a VR system and would my computer even run it, and you need a lot to get it going. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Would I buy it? Probably not. Uh, I, I notice I don't play my PlayStation very often, if ever. I, what I sort of do is let the free games build up and then periodically play them. Like, I haven't really bought a game for it in a while. It's just because the PC is so much easier and the the game's variety is so much more, it feels like. Uh, anyways, let's move on to uh, GameSpot's Oculus Rift livestream. Oh, yeah, this was cool. Uh, they got their hand on some oculus rift stuff uh and played a whole whack of games like they played for i think it was like and yes i did watch the whole thing shut up uh so they play for like two and a half three hours it it was somewhere in that neighborhood so i basically just while i was (laughs) i will say this while i was playing far cry primal i was watching GameSpot use their oculus rift uh, and be jealous of the fact that they could obviously uh, afford that and have it run well uh, it would be cool to have one. One day, one day. It's just this first iteration. Can't afford it. I'm not the uh, money bags, as they say. Uh, I can live vicariously and watch that, which I did. Okay, uh, now we have two. Count them. Well, no need to count them. Just trust me. Two. Ted Talk titles. Ted Talk titles. Ted Talk titles. I feel like we haven't had one in a while. <coughs> oh, wow. That slipped out. <laughs> Uh, yes, very professional. Uh, said talk titles, uh, two, uh, ocean floor and computer farms. So this is a Ted talk about the ocean floor, not necessarily what's living there, but that as well as what has died there that we can bring up and learn for, learn from, which was pretty cool. Uh, the next was uh, computer farms. That's, uh, ways in which we can use computers, uh, and robots to help us farming. So uh, very cool ideas in each. I'm running out of time, so i got to move on to my final item, Pen Sunday School. Pen, you ask? Do you mean Pen Gillette, magician slash atheist slash guy in a lot of reality TV? Yes, I do. Wait a second. Do you also mean the same Pen Gillette who does the opening of this very show? Yes, him as well. They're all one and the same. Uh, I just, as in within the last half hour, uh, listened to his uh, most recent episode of Penn's Sunday School, which is a podcast, which is what this is. Uh. 
Uh, it was a very good one. Uh, he had some good stories. Uh, Clay Aiken called in, which uh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice with him, and they did not get along for a very long time. Uh, they seem to have buried the hatchet a little bit in their mutual hatred of Donald Trump. So that's good when a, when, when a hatred can bring two people together. Folks, speaking of hatred, no, that doesn't make sense. Let's say that it is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper